Welcome back to Dateline New Haven on WNHHFM. I'm Paul Bass, inviting you to look behind the headlines on the stories that make our community tick. All eyes are on Georgia today as the fate of the nation's U.S. Senate is in the balance in a U.S. Senate runoff election. And two New Haveners are there in the trenches on the ground trying to make a difference in that election. Daryl Brackeen, Westville Alder, and Jaywan Carter. Welcome. They're taking a break from trying to round up up the vote good morning gentlemen and thank you so much for joining us good morning good mo- that's daryl and you you're good jaywan yeah good afternoon y'all so it's a round round off between democrat Raphael warnock and republican herschel walker would decide whether democrats will have 51 or 50 votes in the u.s senate after today tell me gentlemen how did you both end up in georgia today and why are you there why don't you go first daryl Sure. Well, um, it's uh, an interesting story. So I believe I spoke before that um, on your show that my family roots are here in Georgia. Uh, So there's been a lot of action within my family in terms of trying to turn out the vote and support. Uh, So my pathway was already set that I wanted to be here (laughs) uh, whenever this big runoff happened. Um, Of course, also, um, uh, for many that may not know, uh, Senator Warnock is a fraternity brother as well. He's a part of the uh, historic Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. And there have been a lot of efforts going on between the HBCUs, uh, the historically black fraternities and sororities, as well as uh, movement supporters such as uh, Unite Here and uh, Black Voters Matter. And which which network brought you down? Who, who arranged your visit and whom were you working with? Yes. So ultimately working with the Georgia Democrats as well as Unite Here. And what do they have you doing, Daryl? Oh, it's raw canvassing. We're just door knocking because that honestly is basically what's going to determine uh, the outcome of the so again, And you're working obviously for Warnock. You want the Democrats to know why is it important to you to help a Democrat win this race? Like, why does it matter to you, Daryl? Oh, to me. Yeah. Oh, well, first and foremost, um, there's a lot that's on the line in terms of the agenda of the United States of America's Senate and the Congress. Unfortunately, Democrats lost the House this past uh, cycle, and uh, having the 51st vote in the U.S. Senate is going to be absolutely vital to continuing the agenda of the Biden administration. Look, Senator Warnock uh, really has done a lot of historic um, pieces of legislation, in particular, uh, getting the cost of insulin down uh, to $35. Uh, As you know, uh, there's been a lot of uh, talk about the uh, corporate greed surrounding uh, the cost of um, prescription medications and uh, that sort. Uh, Senator Warnock has been on the front lines of really ensuring that our health care is first and foremost um, at the really at the top of the agenda for the Democratic Party. And where are you now? I am actually at uh, the Sunrise Baptist Church in uh, Lawrenceville, Georgia. Uh, right behind me is the actual polling place um, in Lawrenceville. So um, uh, unlike New Haven, where we have hyper-local polling places, uh, it's based on county system. So um, anyone that's in Gwinnett County uh, would be coming to this particular location and maybe two others. Jaywan Carter, where are you right now? You look like you might be in a car or in a building. Yes. Currently, I am in the field, knocking doors, and my, the district I'm in is in McDonough, Georgia. McDonough, Georgia? Correct. And so how did you come to come to Georgia, Jaywan? What, what organization brought you down there? 
uh, the New Haven Rising and Unite Here connection. And so what did they ask you to do? When did you arrive and what work have you been doing? Um, I arrived last Tuesday. Not 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 this Tuesday, but last Tuesday, last week. And um, we're doing raw canvassing, right? Um, the reality is both candidates actually have a pathway to victory. Right. But the reality is what we want, we want Warnock, right? Because the good work that matters. In addition to that, um, having that 51st seat means uh, the Democrats can actually control um you know, the, the actual chairs and the committees. Mm-hmm. And that's very important when it comes down to benchmarks, who control the benchmark projects that could potentially be good jobs and potentially be uh, union jobs, union projects. And then, Jaywan, tell me today specifically what you did, what raw canvassing meant. Like, what have you been doing since you got, did you knock, did you have a list of voters who are likely Democrats? Or did you go to their house and ask if they're coming? Did you give them rides? What, what's your physical day been like? So physically, uh, woke up around quarter to five. We had to be at our site around uh, six forty-five. What site was that? Um, we had to meet up at one of the polling locations in Madonna. Mm-hmm. And after that moment, we got our assignments and we began to do a lit drop because it was too early to knock on doors. And after mm-hmm. breakfast, we're now going out and um, actually having conversations with folks. So just before this interview here, I just spoke with someone who didn't receive the absentee ballot and I caught up my uh, lead and he's speaking with them now to make an arrangement to get that person to the polling location It's that type of operation. right? So Every, why do you, you call someone else? Cause you're not from, so did you knock on a door and say, did you vote yet? And they said, I didn't get my absentee. Yeah. So that particular person needs an actual uh, accommodation. Um, I'm in a two door car and this particular person has a wheelchair. Um, and that's why they need the absentee ballot. And my, my lead can actually take care of that while I continue to uh, speak to folks. By, by your lead, meaning but your lead is someone who has a bigger vehicle to drive this person to the polls? Exactly. Right. And in, in the meantime, I actually have a good contact rate, rate with getting folks um, to the polls. And they'd rather have me continue to do that um, according to the data. So you drive other people who don't have wheelchairs to the polls? That too. That too. I'm able to do that as well. As well as what? Yeah. So when I hit these doors, just, you know, I let folks know that the importance of this race is that if Walker's your guy, if, um, if Warnock. Warnock is your guy, right? If Warnock is your guy, you have to understand that the governor just won a race by 300,000. And that operation is on the ground for, for Walker. So every mm-hmm. vote matters. And if you could come out here, we could actually make sure that Warnock remains in his seat and good jobs and, and good uh, policy continues to spread across Georgia and across the mm-hmm. country. So just so I got a straight, Jaywan, you knock on the door. Is it a list of likely Democratic voters? Like, what kind of list do you get? These are all Democrats. Some of these folks have already voted in November. Some did not. So that's why we have to actually, you know, have a deeper conversation about what matters to them and how this election connects to what matters to them and how it could present their opportunities mm-hmm. moving forward. And I'm sorry to be a little dense because I haven't worked on campaigns. You've worked on a lot of campaigns. When you knock on that door. These are people who have not yet made it to the polls for this election. Like you're aware they haven't made it yet. Not really, because this data is not live data. But it was these are voters, you said. So you knock on their door and your job is to have a conversation with them to make sure they go to the polls. And in some cases, you will actually drive them to the polls. In other cases, you will send somebody else. Exactly, exactly. And does it hurt not coming from Georgia? Like, do they listen to someone from the North? Actually, yeah, um, it, it depends, right? There's some folks who are willing to have the conversation, and there's some folks who, just like in back in home in New Haven, that vote is private. 
Mm-hmm. And let me ask you, Daryl Brackeen, you said you have family roots in Georgia. Tell me about that. Yeah, I mean, uh, hundreds of years, honestly, go, goes back to the slave system here in the United States of America. So uh, most of, bulk of my family has been rooted here. Where in Georgia? At least 1700. So we're talking the southern part, um, Bacon County, all the way up to Atlanta area. They're all over the state. So, so when you go to the doors... Do you come across as a northern interloper or do you come like a Georgian person? <laughs> and that's an interesting question. Well, actually, I just look. Hey, I'm Daryl Brackeen coming from New Haven, Connecticut. You do and, tell me uh, you're from New Haven. Absolutely. And you know what's interesting? Um, actually, to your last question, Georgians realize the impact that they're having on the rest of the United States of America. And actually, that kind of gets back to the bigger reason why I'm here. We're all connected. And mm-hmm. uh, every vote counts. Yes, even in Georgia. It helps that, you know, obviously I do have family here. Uh, but, um, no, I, hey, look, I traveled all the way. Uh, basically, I rode down 20 hours uh, down this way to ensure that you were able to vote. And that oftentimes is like, wow, you know, uh, people are pretty impressed by that. But, um, no, every vote counts, and we're all connected at the end of the day. That's so interesting, Daryl. So you kind of got the best of both worlds. You got a yeah. story to tell about why you're part of something bigger but do you tell them that you part of a family that's been in Georgia since seventeen oh, hundred? Oh yeah, oh yeah. We you know we get to talk about the Atlanta Falcons, and you know then we kind of go off uh, on occasion. I wear my uh, fraternity shirt and you know run into a few brothers and so on. So it's really <laughs> kind of a homecoming in many respects. And let me let me ask you this: what, When did you arrive? Oh, maybe nine days ago. Oh nine wow, you've been ago. there nine days. Yes. And what have you? And now both you and Jay Wan. Is it the same thing you're doing today where you have a list of doors to knock on and you have face-to-face conversations with people? Um, Well, I'll say early on it was a different conversation, and it was concerning early voting at that time. Mm. Uh, So we were just really getting folks to commit to uh, nailing down a day and a time that they wanted to go to do early voting. Mm -hmm. Um, They had about six days, uh, was it six, seven days or so of early voting. Uh, So to be quite honest, a lot of the people that uh, we've engaged – um, did participate in the early voting. The numbers, if I'm not uh, mistaken, I've read that there's been a record level of early voting in Georgia and a low rate of mail-in voter. What does that mean? Well, I, my understanding is that just speaking to folks on the doors, that they want to make sure their vote counts, to be quite honest. Um, they mm-hmm. just, uh, a lot of mistrust in the system overall. But the one thing they've gotten used to um, for the last few years is that they need to stand in line and ensure that they actually vote. How long do people stand in line? Uh, it varies. So uh, this polling place that I'm at here is actually quite clear, so they can be in within 10 to 15 minutes. But I've been at other polling places, in particular early voting time, where um, I remember the story of a 75-year-old woman. Um, she actually brought her chair, her umbrella, sat in the line for about three hours. Where, did, um, in this election? Correct, the early voting. Yep. And did you meet her or...? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. We met her on the doors and uh, we kind of followed her story. Um, so she told you about doing that in November? Uh, we didn't. Well, we knew that she voted in November, but she was very concerned about this present uh, runoff election. And she wanted to make sure that her vote got in no matter what. So I just so to make sure I got to say, so you were on the doors. You met a 75 year old woman who in November had to wait three hours. Uh, no, this early voting session right now. So you followed her to the polls, like you talked to her after she was at the polls? Correct. Yep. She wanted us to follow up. It, it was a great 
the connection we had there. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure that she was okay. And you're listening to WNHH at 103.5 FM broadcast live from New Haven, Connecticut at 103.5 Dateline New Haven. A few more questions for Jaywan Carter and Daryl Bray Jr. because we have to let you get back to make some history. Jaywan, tell me about the interaction you'll never forget on one of the doors. Well, I'm going to put it like this. Um, folks actually understand what's what's really on the line. Um, what mattered to me was there was an elderly woman um, who actually had an issue with her vehicle at the time. What do you mean issue with her vehicle? Her car was broken? Yeah, there was some type of issue going on. Um, there was a miscommunication with her family, and this was regarding early voting last mm -hmm. week. So at that moment, I call up my lead, and I let them know, like, hey, um, she's real serious. How long is it going to take you to get here? Because she was kind of surprised that we're willing to do this. Mm. And um, he got he arrived within 15 minutes. And at that moment, the line was not long at all. She got back within probably 30 minutes or so because I was like a few doors down from uh, from her house when she returned. And um, it was a smooth process, right? But the fact of the matter is people here, there are people that are really engaged and they understand what's, what's at stake, right? Like we're talking good jobs, quality jobs, quality policy, and making change for the future for their kids. Mm-hmm. And how about you, Daryl? What's an interaction? You told me about the seventy-five-year-old woman. Any any other? Oh yeah, there's a ton. But one in particular sticks out to me was so you can go from a suburban neighborhood to an urban neighborhood to like a rural neighborhood in like in a matter of minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, so my particular story is actually based in a rural setting, uh, where a family of about eight, um, they were unable to have access to public transportation or just transportation to get to the polls at all. Um, you know, they were clearly not in the best of living conditions, but um, they were just so ecstatic that somebody actually came to their door um, and we were able to kind of secure them rides to the polls today. Uh, we were so proud to see the, um, them set up and follow through with that. Had they also, had they had they voted in the past? They had. Yes, they're very um, serious about voting they are But they had no voters. way to get there. Where did they live? Oh, this was Duluth, I believe. Yes, this was Duluth. And that, you say, uh, so it was a rural area. They had no way to get to the polls. You had met them before Election Day, and you arranged for them to get a ride. Correct. How many, voting today. how many voters? There's seven. Oh, they had seven voters in the household? Correct. Seven Correct. adults? Correct. Well, you know, ranging from young adults to elderly. Wow, and they got seven. you got seven votes for them. That's Hey, look, and they called. We were so happy to hear them uh, arrange the ride today, so we're hoping to expect to see them today at some point. All right. So that's uh, and do you know that they're going to vote Democrat? Um, we have our ways of knowing. Because <laughs> you know, the one time I ever did because I'm a journalist, but once in 1984, I volunteered for Democrats to drive people to the polls against Ronald Reagan. And all day, they sent me to one elderly person. I drove him to the polls, and afterwards, they asked who he voted for, and he said Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Do you guys have any experience like that? Are you pretty confident you're getting out to vote for uh, for Warnock? I have to say our lists uh, have been dynamic in terms of, uh, look, people know what's on the line. And also I have to say this because this has been a reoccurring thing. People are insulted to know that the Republican Party would put up a candidate uh, of, of that kind of uh, person mm -hmm. <laughs> and insult the intelligence of black people. OK, that's been something that's been coming up on the doors constantly. And I feel like that's also driving out the vote. Uh, that just because uh, an individual is a person of color, a uh, football player, doesn't necessarily does not mean that we're an uneducated voter uh, and a voter that's not informed about our candidates. So a lot of people have been insulted. 
to be quite honest. So tell me where you guys are going to be tonight and when you're coming back home to New Haven. Jay Wan, you go first. I'll be back home to New Haven uh, Friday morning. And what work do you have to do Night after? Are you hanging after this, or do you, you have work to do after this? Uh, I'll probably try to get a bit of rest, but there's plenty of work back home that still has to be done. How about you, Daryl? When you come back to the family and home? Yep, uh, we'll be back in a few more days because, like I said, we have to still make our rounds down here uh, to catch up with our family and friends. So, in other words, the work is done after the polls close tonight. That's right. That's right. So, Daryl Bracken Jr., J. Juan Carter, New Haven proud in Georgia today, helping get out the vote to determine what's going to happen in the U.S. Senate for the next two years in the special election for the U.S. Senate. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Good work. Good luck back on the on the trail. Do you want any parting words from either of you, J. Juan, Dar- Daryl? All right. But wait, there's still time. Uh, if you have any connections in the state of Georgia, please go to the Georgia Democratic Party website. There's a way uh, to connect in phone bank even right now. So if you're looking for a way to support, uh, donate to the Warnock campaign directly and sign up for a phone banking uh, platform on the Georgia Democrats website. And we're not going to get more text edits, text messages after tomorrow, right? Because <laughs> my phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope not. <laughs> Dara Brackeen, Jawan Carter, thanks for making New Haven proud. Thanks for joining us on Dateline New Haven. And we're going to take thing, we're going to take it out with the Afro-Semitic experience performing I Wish I Knew How It Feel to Be Free from the group CD A Plea for Peace. And this Paul Bass inviting you to fly free with us all day and all night at WNHH New Haven's home for community radio. Awesome.